Hey guys, it's Phoebe Litchfield and you're listening to the How's That Cricket podcast. How's that? You missed the bad, I caught you up. How's that? Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of How's That The Cricket podcast with me, Lily. And me, Ollie. So we are back and we, of course, have got another interview and a little bit of cricket to talk about. Obviously, it's the end of the Australian cricket season here where we are, but there is still cricket elsewhere overseas like usual. So we were just going to talk about the Women's Premier League this week, weren't we? We've we've selected a team each who we're kind of supporting and backing and we've picked a team who have been, have impressed us this season and some players in there as well who have, who have been standouts for us. So Oli, do you want to just kick it off with the with the Women's Premier League and what you make of it all so far? Yeah, yeah it's obviously it's brilliant to have another Women's Franchise League, isn't it? Obviously we've had the the WBBL, we've had, you know, shorter form competitions in England as well. But this, with no disrespect intended to all those other competitions, this feels like something new. I don't know if that's the way you saw it, but this feels like something we haven't seen before. And if you have a look at the table, we've got some recognisable team names from the men's IPL that are obviously bought into the, the Women's Premier League, which is brilliant to see. You've got uh, Mumbai Indians on top with 10 points, then Delhi Capitals on eight, uh, the Warriors on four. RCB on two and Gujarat on two as well. So it's two teams for me that are standing out at the top of the table, being Mumbai and Delhi. Um, I'm actually picking to go for the Delhi because way, way back when, when I started to follow the IPL very loosely, I picked the Daredevils as they were then in the men's IPL and just makes sense really just to, to stick with what you know. Um, they've got four wins and one loss. And if you have a look at the games, if I go back and have a look, it really has been Mumbai and Delhi that have been the two teams that have really stood out amongst the rest. And when you go back to when they actually played, which was a little while ago, Friday the 10th of March for, for us in Australia, Mumbai won it really easily, which if you have a look at the table, they're currently sitting second and they absolutely battered Mumbai when they played. So it's been an interesting start to the tournament, but it certainly looks like those two teams at the top are standing out. Yeah, for me, Lau, I promise, this is going to sound so bandwagony, but I promise, I promise, many years ago when Pat Cummins was playing for the Mumbai Indians, I was like, because I, when I was younger, I was like the biggest Pat Cummins fan. So he joined Mumbai Indians, when was it, probably like 2016, 17, some, 18, something along those lines. I was like, right, I'm going for Mumbai Indians. That's my team. Because I never watched the IPL. I, was, I jumped on it. I was like, right, that's my team. I, you can't once you've like kind of chosen a team like that you can never really stray from it like part of you is always going to be affiliated yeah. with that team so for me agree. so for me i i'm naturally going for the for the mumbai indians in this and it just so happens to have some pretty good players that that i do really like watching um in that team we have izzy wong hayley matthews nat siverbrunt amelia kerr harmanpreet kaur a, a very good team um and yeah obviously sitting first as well which is nice to see um a winning yeah. team for once typical oh, i was gonna for once you just you only go for the teams that win you go mm. with the strikers you got you got mumbai come on now stop lying to yourself well <laughs> um we don't talk about the men's bbl then we'll, we'll keep that one out yeah uh, fair <laughs> enough fair point <laughs> but Same yeah here. Um, doing really well at the moment are the Mumbai Indians and I'm super glad that that's just that so happens to be the team that you know I've got like a special little um, connection with in a way that makes me feel like you know you, you 
I just can't see myself going for any other team, no matter who they've got in their team, because part of me is always just like, yeah, I'll go for the Mumbai Indians. So yeah, um, them for me. But I guess the standout as well have, have been the Delhi Capitals and Tara Norris as well, I think has been superb in, in my opinion. Obviously, uh, she plays nationally for USA. So she plays associate cricket uh, national, internationally, but then she plays for the Southern Brave in England. Um, so yeah, her story's an interesting one for sure. But yeah, I think she's been doing extremely well. It's been brilliant to see someone like her move up in the ranks and play in the WPL. Just, just to be biased here and just to credit some brilliant social work, we can't leave out the thunder to name the teams that Tara Norris has played for because one, of course, I'm a Lancastrian. I'm a Lancashire fan. I'm a Thunder fan, so I've got to get that in somewhere. And if you haven't seen the work of the Thunder admin relating to Tara Norris, I, I said this over to you earlier in the week and we had a good chuckle about it. Just if, if you've seen the in-betweeners, you'll understand what I mean. It was absolutely hilarious. But onto the, onto the actual cricket, Tara Norris is a player. And, and you see, obviously, with Associate Nations, there's differing rules as to you know, which teams they can play for. She's eligible for, for more than the US, of course, Tara Norris. So it'd be interesting to see if, if any other teams maybe who play, again, no disrespect to US cricket, but obviously it's not the highest standard of teams that they usually play against outside of maybe the under-19s World Cup that they were recently at. But could we see her play for, play for a team like England maybe? Who knows? Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? And it's, it's that rule where when we spoke to Logan Van Beek about it as well, like if she manages to play for England, she won't be able to play back for USA for quite some time. So, um, it, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see if this gives her an opportunity to potentially be called up to England. But I think they've got a very, very uh, strong squad at the moment. So whether, you know, she, she'll get a look in, I don't know. But again, it, it just looks good for her, doesn't it? It's, it the future's definitely looking really good for Tara Norris. She's making a name for herself for sure. But yeah, like we said, Mumbai Indians are first on the ladder, Delhi Capitals second, UP Warriors in at third, Royal Challengers Bangalore in at fourth, and Gujarat Giants in at fifth. So that is the, the WPL so far. So now to move on to the interview. Now, I, I do have to give a bit of a warning before we jump into the interview. Now, this was not probably, this was the most chaotic thing I've ever done in my life. The most chaotic interview I've ever done in my life. It was slightly embarrassing during the time, but we managed to have a good laugh about it and it and it holds a good story. So just for a bit of context, um, if you hear wind, if you hear very loud magpies nonstop, if you hear planes, if you hear helicopters, if you hear me talking to a postman, that is because uh, I had people come in to install solar panels into my roof the day of the interview. And I did not know that this was happening. My parents failed to inform me that these solar panel people were coming to drill into our roof all day. So I had to go down to the end of the street and do this interview in the bush. So so it's very chaotic. I've tried to edit it to the best of my ability so it's so it flows. But if you do hear the occasional very loud magpie, then I do apologize. Um, it should kind of be drowned out and hopefully you can focus more on Phoebe talking. But like I said, I didn't even mention who it was. We, we have Phoebe Litchfield on the podcast, which is pretty incredible to be completely honest. Um, she's obviously played for Australia already in the T20 and ODI format, and she's one for the future 100%. I think being a, a main 11 player is gonna be um, 
what she does very soon. Obviously, she's like we said, she's made her debuts, and now it's just when the older players sort of retire and and fall out of the team, she's going to be that next player in, isn't she? She's been incredible over the past couple of seasons for New South Wales, for the Sydney Thunder, and for Australia as well. What a debut she had in the ODI format in Brisbane. Yeah, one for the future, one for the present, one mm-hmm. for the present. First of all, two Lily's solar panel friends that may or may not be listening to this podcast. No ill will is directed towards you whatsoever. You're just doing your job. But it made for some very, very interesting stories and some very, very interesting retelling from uh, our very own Lily Harvey. But hey, what's what's an interview on, on How's That without a bit of chaos, without a bit of craziness? It's It's authentic, isn't it? You know, you can't have everything go your own way. But... It's going to be interesting. So uh, without further ado, enjoy Lily's interview with Phoebe Litchfield. And she gets back for the second. The magical moments keep on coming for Phoebe Litchfield. The first Australian woman to score back-to-back 50s to start her ODI career. Welcome and thank you very much for joining me today. Um, Do you mind just telling me where in the world you are at the moment and what teams you're associated with at this point in time? Yeah, so I'm currently living in Sydney, Australia, and um, at college on Sydney campus and studying hard. But um, yeah, currently playing for the Breakers, the New South Wales team, um, and Sydney Thunder. Perfect. So what are you studying at college at the moment? I'm doing communications. Um, so yeah, majoring in media arts and production. Lovely. So now take us right back to the very beginning. Now you grew up in Orange in New South Wales. Um, what was your journey into cricket? You know, how did you first get involved? Was there any family members of, of influence or yeah, how did you pick it all up? Yeah, so my dad and my brother, uh, my older brother, both played and, um, you know, they loved it, but never really thought probably their daughter was going to love it as much. And I probably um, was blessed with a bit of bit of uh, coordination and would be at their their training sessions and want to go at the end and um and sort of picked it up from there and then yeah they were like oh you're kind of good at this do you do you enjoy it and I said yeah let's let's start so then played some junior cricket and then just you know went through the pathway and here we are today wonderful so growing up who would you say your role models would have been you know when you were younger playing cricket I think early on it was probably the boys um you know Adam Gilchrist Michael Michael Hussey but um but then when I started actually playing cricket um I reckon I looked up to Elise Perry and Meg Lanning and Alyssa Healy so um it's pretty cool to be in that age group where the girls actually look up to their um to their own sort of um, gender but um yeah it's been been cool yeah and I today as we're speaking it's actually International Women's Day now by the time this goes out it won't be but but while we're here I thought we could touch on it so you growing up playing cricket, like you said, you know, the generation looking up to female cricketers in comparison to, to where it is now, maybe when you started, how special has, has it been to watch the development of you know, female cricket over the years? Yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool to live it, I feel. Um, I've been in an awesome sort of time period where um, I've seen the professionalism of the game sort of um, pan out in front of my eyes and it's something to actually look look up to and um yeah, to be playing, you know, under 12s and also be able to watch, you know, Elise Perry play and Meg Lanning um, on TV. Um, it's something to see. And I think, you know, they say you can be what you see. And um, I guess it's it's really exciting for even girls growing up now, like the IPL. It's just all going in the right direction. So I think it's a really, really awesome time for women's sport. And um, 
but it also makes you, you know, appreciate all the hard work that's been done before us. And um, you just say how lucky we are, to be honest. Yeah, well, kind of going on from that, are, are there any opportunities maybe that you've experienced um, within cricket in more recent times that you probably wouldn't have ever thought would have happened when you were younger um, due to the way that previous female players have paved the way? I think if you look at, um, you know, touring, I've, I've just been over in um, sort of India for the Aussie side and, um, you know, going over there, all expenses paid for, you're just living the best life. Um, and then even when you come back to domestic cricket, you know, there's 17 people in your squad all, all getting paid and to play the sport we love. And I think, yeah, growing up to, to actually, you know, I thought I had to be a teacher or, you know, an engineer, um, but to actually be able to go, nah, I'm going to pursue cricket as a career is, is a pretty cool thing. And, and all the other sports, to be honest, like netball's going crazy at the moment. Um, AFL's moving in the direction. So I think it's exciting for girls to actually go, nah, I can play sport like, like our um, fellow counterparts in the men. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and then I guess progressing on to, you know, the, the start of it in a way for you now, the first time I remember seeing you kind of on the screen on the big stage was the the bushfire game. Now, you mentioned before the, the people you looked up to, you mentioned Adam Gilchrist and, and you would have played a, against him because you were on uh, Ricky Ponting's team. But what a game to be a part of playing with some of the best to do it, like Ricky Ponting, Brian Lara, Alex Blackwell, just to name a few. So what was that experience like for you? That must have been pretty crazy. Yeah, it was unreal. I I sit back like today and I've got a few questions of that and gone like, why the hell was I playing in it? Like you look back and you're like, like, why the hell did they choose a 16 year old girl? Like it's great, but it's also like what? Like it was a star game, you know, ex cricketers. Um, so yeah, I'm a bit confused, but also so glad I did it. I think I had some doubts of like actually doing it like you know why am I there so had a bit of imposter syndrome but um so glad I did it because it was such a cool day um you know yeah walking out to bat with Ricky Ponting and then you know Adam Gilchrist in my ear as the keeper and, and just going this is so cool so um yeah it was a it was a pretty extraordinary experience and one I wish I could relive just a bit older to fully appreciate it but um no it's it was awesome I mean, and, and you've got something special there because not many 16-year-olds at the time or female cricketers or current mm-hmm. players could say that they actually walked out to bat with, with Ricky Ponting. I think so that's yeah. pretty lucky yeah, there. Pretty- now, I think since that, you know, you, you've really been in the front of people's minds. I think a lot of people have really been impressed with what you've been able to do with the Big Bash. And for you, how do you deal with knowing that you're really on people's minds in terms of cricket? So you've had so many eyes on you do you feel any pressure? Do you feel, you know, like you have to have to perform a certain way? Yeah, to an extent. Um, I can't say it like fully, you know, um, takes over, but um, it always crosses your mind, especially when I'm not performing. I feel like it's, um, yeah, if I haven't scored runs for a bit, I go, you know, is this hype? Like why are people actually watching me? You know, the self-doubt comes in and that's just a spiral. But, um, but I think, yeah, when I'm, when I'm playing my best cricket, I'm not thinking about that, especially when I'm going out to bat. I think it's just clearing your mind. And, um, yeah, I think just let people think what they think and just control what I can control. That's probably the main thing I try to try to do. Yeah, on that as well, like like we said, you came into it at such a young age and I think you've, you've probably inspired like a whole crop of probably Australian, like younger girls and, and boys. So 
does it ever run through your mind where you're like, you know, wow, I can really have an impact here on the next generation of cricketers? Um, it hasn't really because I've I've always felt like I'm like still quite young and, you know, people won't look up to me. But I've found that, you know, I've played a few games where, you know, fans are actually asking for my autograph and going, wow, Phoebe, like nice to meet you. So I think it's important to, you know, push all what I think about myself and, you know, all the stuff out and actually go, these people are here to see cricket, engage with them. Um, you know, that interaction can inspire someone to go play cricket and go love it. So I think that's what I've tried to sort of encapsulate and looking at Elise Perry, she's so good at that. She just, no matter if she's scored a hundred or a duck, she's always, you know, engaging with fans and trying to inspire the next generation. So yeah, it's pretty special that, um, you know, people are looking up to me, but um yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just weird to be honest because I'm, you know, I still feel like I should be, um, you know, looking up to other people. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Talking about that, you you came into the professional setup at such a young age. You know, what was that like for you? And um, being like you said, being around all these people that you would have looked up to, like Elise Perry, Meg Lanning, etc. So, for you joining this at sixteen, how did you feel? Um, yeah, I think it was quite a whirlwind to be honest it all happened very quickly I um, remember being contracted for New South Wales and then the Thunder contract pretty much came the month after and I was you know super keen don't get me wrong but I was also willing to just you know chill in orange do my school and you know come down to games and run drinks and just experience being part of the squad and then to be playing first game for both formats um was a shock, but I sort of just wrote it. I, 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 it's hard to, it's sort of just a big blur. I just sort of did it and, um, you know, was lucky enough to score runs here and there. And um, I think I just enjoyed it so much. It, it sort of felt like, you know, going to cricket on a Saturday, you just go in and play. And um, yeah, obviously there was nerves, but yeah, looking back on it, I think I was playing my most just free cricket and fearless cricket because I was just like, this is so cool. You know, I'm, I'm walking out to bat with Alex Blackwell and, you know, facing Ash Gardner, um, who I've looked up to. So, yeah, I just embraced it and um, sort of let the journey sort of pan out by itself. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and you mentioned there, obviously, being an orange. Did you have to move down at any stage or, or like, did you travel back and forth? Like, what was the, the journey and the, the travelling like for you? Yeah, so was thinking about going to school in Sydney um, especially in the um, sort of year 11 and 12 when I was contracted but um, decided to stay put uh, and stay at home my dad's my my dad's my coach so um, our relationship I didn't really want to leave that and um, I really enjoy being coached by him so we we stuck with Orange and it was just up to us to drive to Sydney most weekends for grey cricket um, and then would come to Sydney and train full-time in the holidays but apart from that it was all remote training um and then would come down for competition of course but um yeah so the years were quite lonely in the pre-season doing you know running in gym by myself but um I think it was good to stay at home because I miss home being in Sydney now so yeah it all worked out I think yeah so now moving on slightly to playing for Australia now before you played in the main Australian team you, you played for um, Australia A alongside the the two teams in the women's ashes earlier last year so what was that experience like for you to get a bit of a taster of what it would be like to play for Australia and do you think that benefited your you in order to make it to to the Australian team yeah I think the Aussie 
sort of format is so good for, you know, just that extra development, playing international cricket. Um, and, you know, if it's if it wasn't for where the sport is now, I don't think, you know, those those competitions would happen. So it's so good that the Aussie team and England A can follow the, the main squad and play some games. And, yeah, I just relish that opportunity, like to bat with Elise Villani, to bat with other people from other states and, and learn off them and also you know, get exposure to some international cricket is, is, is awesome. And I think, yeah, even if I would have performed, if I didn't perform, I think it's, it's just good to play cricket. Um, so yeah, it was, it was good for my development, I think. Yeah. And it was a complete whitewash as well. So I think you'd take that. In yes. <laughs> yeah. Just, just note that whitewash. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then you made your T20 uh, Australian debut in December. Now, where were you when you got this call up? You know, what were your emotions? Who was the first person you called? All of that. What happened? Yeah, so I was just in my hotel room in India, um, just chilling. And um, Shelly Nishki, the coach, said uh, that... So Moons was Moons was pretty sick beforehand. And then Grace got really sick. So she was just like, just be ready. You know, you never know. And Moons made it. She was all right. But Grace, Grace got pretty sick and couldn't play one of the games so she said yeah you're in and I was like well okay cool um you know it, it's hard because I didn't actually like properly make the squad because someone was sick but oh I was relishing the opportunity I was like get me in there um so yeah she called me into um called me into a room and was like I was like okay it's either going to go one or two ways gonna say no you're not playing or yes you are so I was sort of going in there with two minds but um yeah told me I was playing and I was just so keen so yeah that's amazing um and and India like what was India like I know you mentioned you spent a lot of time in in your hotel room but to just go there for your first yeah, Australian tour yeah what, what was it like to experience something just so completely different from Australia yeah it was eye-opening um oh no I didn't say all in my in my uh, hotel room it wasn't, it wasn't boring but yeah got a, got around the city of Mumbai and um it's just so crazy over there like it's just a culture shock the it gives you a lot of perspective as an Australian I think we're so lucky the way we live um but it, I think the way that they embrace their sport especially cricket is is so cool uh, you know we had 45,000 um to most games at, at, at D.Y. Patel and um just the atmosphere and how much they love cricket and how much they love the Indian team I think it's just such a great prospect for India um and yeah, they say that, um, you know, young girls looking up to the Australian side, I reckon probably quadruple the amount of girls looking up to that Indian side. So I think it's a really exciting time and um, it was definitely cool to see the culture over there. Yeah, the, the Indian crowds are absolutely insane, aren't they? Like you, you don't realise like they just turn up every single time. It's no. crazy. No matter who's playing, they're just like, oh, it's cricket. Yeah. It's just go. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess for you to, like you said, such big crowds, for you to have that as your first experience of playing for Australia and to have such big mm. crowds, were there many people supporting Australia? Was it all India? And if so, you know, how did you kind of deal with the the noise? Because it would have been very loud, I assume. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, it just felt like we were losing the whole time. Like, we just, it just felt like we were getting flogged because, um, you know, a ball would go out to the outfield like for one and they'd erupt and you'd be like, what? Like made it for six or something. So um, yeah, you just constantly felt like you're getting flogged, but 
uh, it's just important to remember that, um, yeah, it was, it was always actually a tight game. And that game, my debut actually went to a super over. Um, so it was, it was an unreal experience. And even though we lost, um, I was like, nah, we like, I won. Cause I just like, that was really corny. I'm so sorry guys. But, um, yeah, like I was just like, this is such a cool experience. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Um, and then I guess transferring over from the T20 to the ODI now did that in, in Brisbane. It was, um, what, how was that, you know, going from T20 to then ODI and yeah, what was it like to, to play the longer format and, in Australia as well that must have been like a bit different mm. yeah it was nice I, I had family there and I think I prefer batting in the 50 over format it's just a bit less pressure and got a bit more time so um yeah really enjoyed um up in Brisbane against the um against Pakistan and to score runs to come away and score runs was awesome I think you know if, if I if you told me that I've Scored some runs for an opening for Australia. I probably wouldn't believe you, but um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to take that opportunity and um, just roll with it, I guess. Yeah, I, it's it's so impressive because I think like, you know, you breaking into that Australian team and, and doing so well, I think everyone was just like, wow, you know, we've we've got we've got a good, really good player for the future here. But for you, I guess, knowing that, you know, there are a few senior Australian players now and I think you're, you know, you're you're in the next crop and you're you're ready to go and you've already made your debut. So you've got that kind of leg in the door. So when the the older players like we saw Rachel Haynes, you know, quite recently, there's a few others that are maybe like edging closer to the end of their career. For mm. you, what's that like knowing that, you know, you're there, you're ready to go, and it could be you being a consistent member of the Australian team very soon? Yeah, I think it's just a motivator, to be honest. I've, you know, having that taste, it was so cool. And and once I left the squad, I was like, oh, you know, like it, it really like puts a downer because you're like, oh, I just loved it so much. So I think it just inspires me to keep working hard and not sort of going, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get in or something like that. So I think, um, yeah, it's super important to just keep, keep working hard and knowing that you have to earn the spot. I think um, I've, I sort of, my, both my debuts in, in both formats were, injury or sickness so I know that I have to actually work for that squad and um work for that spot in the squad so yeah I think it's just a it's just an external motivator to be honest yeah and I think you have so many people who are rooting for you and and backing you and can't wait to see you hopefully playing more for Australia very very soon but I guess upon reflection now you know a month and a bit later on how how do you feel kind of debriefing about playing for Australia in both the T20 and ODI format, you know, like we said, you've had some time to to look back on it now, and and yeah, what do you make of it being able to make your debuts across both formats? Yeah, I just I feel very lucky. Um, yeah, not many. Yeah, like it's just been so hard to crack into that side for so many years, especially as a batter. And I feel, um, you know, that top six is just unbreakable. So to get an opportunity in that. Um, is one thing but also to open and then you know lucky enough to score some runs is is just a I think it's cherry on top to be honest I I probably would have taken two debuts and and walked away pretty happy but um you know to actually score some runs there really gave me some self-belief and you know I can't actually score runs at that level and I, I might actually belong so it's sort of it's been really, really nice um reflecting on that and um just super keen to to get back at it if I get a chance. Yeah, well, I, like I said, I think many, many people are thinking the same thing for sure. Um, but moving over to WBBL now, you set 
few records here. Uh, you became the youngest player to hit a, a 50 in your second game. Um, now, can you, do you remember that? Can you take us back to your first season? Um, and yeah, what what's it like to just know that, you know, you, you're the one who's done this. You've broke this record here. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was an interesting time. I remember I was smack bang in the middle of uh, year 10 um, exams and I was driving, my, like my parents had to drive me down to Sydney each game and it, it felt very, felt very odd, but I was super nervous. And I think that's why it was just such an out-of-body experience because I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know what I'm doing here and I'm debuting and I'm like, ah. So yeah, to hop out on that first game, uh, get like 25, I think, and um, played a few shots. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. This is, this is good. And um, we were getting flogged and I had no idea, you know. Um, I think we needed 12s when I went in and, and I was like, I was just batting. Like, I can't even remember. I was so bad. I was just like, oh, I'm debuting. I can uh, bat, bat on ball. Um, but then the next day, uh, I scored my 50. And sorry, maybe two days after that. Anyway, it was the same weekend. And um, yeah, I, I, I say I actually nearly lost in the game because I was batting so slowly, but um, managed to catch up in the end. And um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool, pretty cool day. And probably one of my favorite days, to be fair, I think, you know, to bat with Alex Blackwell and have that partnership and, and win the game um, and score 50. It's just, yeah, it was, it was sort of a, you know, you dream about that moment and it just sort of came true and it was really cool to cool the experience. And then, you know, hopped in the car and drove home and was at school the next day. So um, it was quite a, it's quite a cool experience. Yeah. It's insane. And, and I think you mentioned that you said year 10, is that correct? That's, mm. that is crazy so I think we've spoken to a lot of people you know around similar sort of age maybe a couple of years older than you and they were all kind of you know making their debuts during year 12 but for you year 10 that's I can't even wrap my head around that like so you would have what what were your friends saying like well you're just casually going off to play big bash like <laughs> what yeah like the girls were like what's big bash you know what's cricket but um you know, it got them on the TV and they were watching and they were like, you know, my phone just blew up after that game. It was so funny. They were like, oh my God, Phoebe's on TV. And all the boys were like, this is so cool, you know, congrats. And when I got back the next day, it was like, I was like, oh yeah, celebrity in, in, you know, in your 10 class in English. Um, nah, but it was it was a pretty cool time and I wish I could, yeah, sort of remember it better. I, it was sort of a, yeah, a blur, as you say, in, in those younger years, so um but yeah it was it was a pretty cool experience yeah, just going back to school and just like signing autographs just like yeah <laughs> no 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh um no that's 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 crazy that is but now I guess from there you've become such an integral part of the Thunder squad so for you just to represent the Sydney Thunder um yeah like you said you played with some incredible players probably some that you you highlights of playing with but yeah, what's it like for you to just be such a, a key part of this Sydney Thunder squad? Yeah, I think it's exciting to sort of, um, you know, I've played four years now and um, feel like, oh, that's a bit loud. Um, you know, Hannah Hannah and I and, and Talia and Annika, we've sort of got this core group together and I'm really keen to sort of, you know, be a one club player and sort of pioneer that next generation because there's sort of been a, pretty large gap between you know the rate chains and um of the, of the game so I think yeah really excited to keep going and I think improving we've sort of had this um probably 
decrease in, in form and performance. So I'm pretty, pretty keen to turn that around, hopefully. And um, yeah, sort of lead this team, not by leadership, uh, sorry, captaining or anything, but um, sort of in the, in the batting sets. Yeah. And and you know, talking about that, there's there's been a few shifts. You've got a new coach. You're having Lisa Kiteley come over, which is insane. Yeah. So when you kind of found that out uh, that you're going to have her as as the head coach, yeah, how does that make you feel? And is that something that you're really looking forward to 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 work with next season? Yeah, I'm really keen. I think it's going to be awesome for our squad. Um, a fresh start and to just have a new face around, and I think it'll lift everyone. Um, we've probably got a bit too comfortable with where we we're at in the past two seasons. And um, I was obviously haven't performed either. So I think it's going to be really cool. And Lisa Kylie's a, you know, an awesome coach. So I'm, I'm really keen to, to play under her. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be super exciting, but you mentioned before Rachel Haynes. Now last year was her final season with the Thunder, but what's it like to kind of have played alongside her and, and have her presence within the Thunder and, and what's it going to be like now that she's not going to be within you know, your, your Thunder team? Yeah, it's going to be hard. I think all I've, yeah, I've played every season um, with her, bar one, because she had, um, she was, I don't know, she couldn't come because of the the COVID restrictions. But um, yeah, she's always been there. And I feel like it's hard not having her there. We've we've missed her so much in New South Wales and and Thunder um, sort of setups now. And it's going to be weird without her. But I think the, sort of legacy that she's left is is enough to sort of keep us motivated and I'm sure I will see her around like she's coaching now so we never know she could do an assistant role or so yeah we'll see yeah but yeah and and then um talking about you know playing with the New South Wales and for Sydney Thunder now playing in the Sydney Smash now that must be something that's pretty mental uh going from teammates and then to playing against each other what's that experience like for you yeah, I love it. I I love it and I hate it. It's hard because you know Sixers. I don't think I've actually. I, haven't, I think I've only won one game against the Sixers, um, and that was the best day ever. By the way, um, you know we sung that song so loud, but yeah, we've sort of always been the underdogs. So um, it's a it's a cool match because I feel like we can always sort of get the get. We could just beat them, but we just never do. Um, and but yeah, it's weird playing your friends, and I think it's. It's funny because you've faced them all year in the nets. So you sort of have a grasp over them. But um, once you get out there, you're like, oh, I don't want to get out to them. So then, you know, your head goes all over the place. But, um, yeah, it's lots of fun. And the rivalry is definitely there. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. Um, so now obviously talking about playing for New South Wales. Now you represent them um, in the WNCL. Now what's it like mm-hmm. to play for for your state? Obviously, you know, born and raised, grew up there to, to represent New South Wales what's it like and what's that feeling like yeah it's it's epic I think um I've got my under 12s New South Wales bag you know in my room at home and um each time I go back I sort of you know look at it and go yeah like I sort of dreamed about playing for the open side and I'm, I'm doing it um already so it's a special feeling and I think um you know to play for your home state also I think a lot of people have moved around and um sort of lost that that opportunity to play for your state so I think yeah it's pretty it's a pretty cool feeling and every time I walk out on the field I just got to remember that and go how lucky I am I guess yeah and this year there were games actually held in orange and um, so for you what that, that the look on your face there is is like yeah that was that was pretty cool um so to yeah, play yeah. Kind of such a you know a home crowd and everyone there supporting you 
yeah what was that experience like yeah it was it was it was a weird one I think I'd love to do it you know maybe when I was like 28 or something like that I feel like it was weird being so young and um yeah my teammates definitely gave me a lot of shit that we were playing at the Phoebe Litchfield ground and you know the she gonna get the key to the city and stuff like that so it was it was a bit of a um bit annoying in that spot but I think it was just so cool to take cricket to the country full stop um whether that be orange you know it doesn't really matter but um to take that take our sort of brand of cricket out there for everyone to see is is so cool and the turnout we got was probably the biggest crowd I've ever had for a WNCL match so um you know country towns definitely get around it and um it was really cool to have the support of everyone in Orange. Yeah and for you like like it said being your you know your hometown and having so many like younger kids there yeah that must have been quite special knowing that they were almost in a sense there there to watch you because yeah you're the yeah the hometown hero so for you yeah what was it like knowing that those kids were probably there to watch you to to look up to you and and have you as their their role model yeah really special I think um yeah I I probably took it for granted um you know getting out being frustrated and not you know signing autographs or something like that I did that once and then one of my teammates was like come on it's, it's more it's it's more than just the cricket so I, I walked over and yeah it's really cute they you know have printed out printed out pictures of me to sign and it was it was really cool to see you know I didn't actually think that I was well known um in that space but all the kids came out and and wanted um wanted to see me and it's just such a cool feeling I think um I wish I had that sort of role model, especially in Orange, like country towns get around everything and you sort of know everyone. So it's, it's a really special sort of feeling and um, to be that person is, yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah, no, that, that must be, a, yeah, something else that. But um, now I guess uh, looking into the future, like I said, you've already checked off some, a, a main goal, which a lot of people aspire to do and that's to play for Australia. But um, looking kind of away from that, are there any goals that, you yeah hope to achieve maybe short term or, or long term um yeah I think it's probably getting back in that Aussie squad um not saying like I'm probably I'm actually pretty content playing you know state cricket at the moment and hopefully getting on that a tour if not um but yeah I'm really excited to hopefully go over to, to England and um and play some cricket over there I have never never toured there so Hopefully I can get on that tour and um, that's probably a main goal leading up to it. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's uh, brilliant. Like we said, hopefully that, that's something that we can see very soon. But um, do you have any maybe like odd or, or funny fan interactions that, um, that have really stuck out to you and, at any point in your career so far? Um, I had to sign like some foreheads, which was just weird. I was like, are you sure? You know? um oh this one guy down in Tassie um like made a like an animated version of it's like you know like those bobble heads yeah square things anyway print out a cardboard of like me um which was pretty cool and I was like okay this is this is quite nice you know usually it's just a hat or a or a bat but um you know personalized thing with my number on it and I was like oh okay this is a bit special but um yeah, no, no, no odd ones. Probably a lot of strange DMs in Instagram, but um, you know, we won't we won't mention them. But yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's um, yes, yeah, a lot of effort sounds like it went into that creating like your own little pop mm. sort of figure, which is uh, yeah, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, do you have a favorite teammate that you've played with over any team in your career so far? Um, oh god, that's hard. Uh, I've probably got. The one I was most excited to play with, I'm definitely not her favourite teammate, but Smriti Mandana was probably my favourite teammate to play with. Um, yeah, she's just class, isn't she? And um, I learned a bit off her and, and we've, you know, talked about batting, which was so cool. So that's probably my favourite. But um, my favourite teammate in, in New South Wales probably set up is probably Claire Moore. You know, we got along and... Um, really good friends and then obviously Hannah and Annika and T um, sort of in the, in the thunder space yeah oh, that's that's wonderful so yeah you mentioned Smriti Mandana there which uh, obviously brings up the fact that you've had to play with so many yeah, international players uh, through Big Bash and and New South Wales as well you had Sophie Luff come over recently and um, so what's it like mm -hmm. to play uh, you know with with so many different players from across the world and uh, you mentioned Smriti but is there anyone else in particular that you've maybe learn certain things from and, and you're taking into your cricket in the future yeah I think it's it's awesome to meet new people and you know make connections to learn you know hopefully later in the career you know play with this team or um you know come over um overseas to somewhere but I think yeah I don't know I think with Thunder we've had awesome internationals with um you know Smitty um Deep D um, Heather Knight, Tammy Beaumont, um, even Chloe Tryon and Shabs. So we've sort of got them from all over and it's just awesome to see how each nation sort of goes about their cricket. And um, yeah, I think it's it's awesome to just relish that and pick their brains and especially as a young athlete, just learning as much as you can. So, yeah. yeah that's brilliant. Um, and then obviously in the most recent years, you've played lots and lots of cricket and you've probably achieved lots of th different um things so if you could narrow it down to one do you have a favorite cricket memory from any team any format um well that's hard I think one that stands out is probably the day I got 50 for Thunder um yeah like I remember after the game, you know, in the change rooms and um, it was just a really cool moment, I think. And it was sort of a dream come true. So that was probably probably it. And then similarly in, in just recently in Brisbane, scoring 50 on debut um, for the Aussie team. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's wonderful. And then to wrap up, I've got a last couple of quick fire questions. So this is, we have this little segment, um, some are cricket related, some are not cricket related. So I'll fire through these. Now, uh, red ball or white ball cricket? White ball, because we only play white ball cricket. <laughs> um, hopefully that changes. Hopefully. Now, if you're stuck on a desert island, you could take one person with you and two things. Who are you taking and what are you taking? Oh, that's so hard. Um, I am taking probably a comedian, like um, far out. I'd probably take Catherine Hahn because she's just so funny. Um, and then two things, I'm probably taking like, uh, we'll find our own food. So I'm probably going to take like, uh, like golf set or something to keep me occupied. Mm -hmm. And 
Ooh. Probably some chocolate because I love chocolate. Nice. You're the first person to actually not say either a teammate or a family member. So I love it. It's something different. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very first. Um, now, what is your favorite shapes flavor? Shapes? Oh, um, chicken crimpy. Okay, good. Yep. Um, beach or backyard cricket? Oh, beach. Okay, yep. Now, mm. pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes. Good. What's what's your go-to pizza choice? I love like a, a chicken, um, like aioli, sweet potato, sort of like mix. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Random. Yeah. <laughs> um, orange juice or apple juice? Apple. Okay. Um, mm. Now, what's your favorite cuisine? Oh, probably like Asian infusion or Italian. Nice. Nice. Um, now, if you're on a game show, like a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you had to yeah. win the jackpot, but you had to phone a friend. Um, can mm. be a friend, teammate, anybody. Who are you calling and why? Probably one of my college mates. He's a literal genius. So his name's Harry Hodge. Um, he'll be very, he's actually going on Millionaire Holland, uh, sorry, Millionaire Hot Seat. That's how like crazy smart he is. So I'd probably phone him so I could get an upper hand. Yeah, there you go. You, you've that's set up already for you. So if you were yeah. it, you've got it covered. You've got the experience. He just knows what it's at. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, and now the final one. Now this is one that's kind of gone throughout the entire podcast. Is porridge a cereal? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Fair. What do you think? Uh, I'd say no. Because really? like, I, yeah, I just associate cereal as like cold milk. Cold. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I if you, do you, do you porridge cold, then I guess. Do you associate it as breakfast, though? Yeah, I'd I'd say breakfast. Yeah. Um, but it's cereal. Yeah. Yeah, and I hear I feel like cereal's like crunchy, like. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Thank you for your time today. It's been incredible to chat to you. Obviously, all the best with with all your cricket that I'm sure's um, coming up. It's been incredible to see you and see what you've done so far, and really looking forward to, to seeing what you could produce for Australia hopefully in the future but yeah thank you so much for joining me today it's been wonderful to chat to you thanks Lily you're a very good podcast hoster so you've got <laughs> got a good thing going for you so hopefully you can get some more guests on but no looking forward to listening thanks man and she gets back for the second the magical moments keep on coming for Phoebe Litchfield the first Australian woman to score back-to-back 50s to start her ODI career so that was the wonderful Phoebe Litchfield and honestly uh, quite an honour to speak to her actually. She was yeah she was incredible obviously super well spoken and had some brilliant stories to to share so hopefully everybody enjoyed listening to Phoebe and um, like I said she's definitely one to, to keep your eye on within the next couple of seasons and I'm sure you'll see in the green and gold many more times in the upcoming future so yeah hopefully you enjoyed listening and hopefully you can continue following Phoebe's journey along. So in two weeks, we'll be back with another episode, as usual, another interview. But yeah, that that is all from us this week. We hope you enjoyed listening to our little, our little talk about the WPL and our interview with Phoebe Litchfield. But that is all from me this week. Thanks for listening. That is all from me this week. Go to Capitals. How's that? You missed the battle.